You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. You're listening to the Ethan Behrman Show. You hear me talking about the Iran deal a lot and how I'm totally against it. And I have an expert who's joining me on the phone. His name is Barry Nussbaum. He's a foreign policy expert. He's publisher of the Barry Nussbaum Report. And by the way, he also has founded and is committee chairman of something called March to Save America happening September 9th in Washington, D.C. You can find him at findbarry.com. Mr. Nussbaum, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Ethan. Nice to talk to you again. Barry, I want to, before we even get into the details of the Iran deal, you've organized this event now called March to Save America. What is this about? Who's going to be there? And why did you do it? Let's, Let's start with the big stuff. Got it. All right. Well, we can start there. Uh, Good idea. Um, March to Save America is really what it sounds like, which is a gathering of people from around the country on September 9th on the Capitol steps to let those inside the Capitol in the House and Senate uh, know that what they are going to be debating, which is the um, deal that Secretary Kerry Uh, arranged over the last several months in Switzerland is absolutely the worst possible foreign policy blunder in modern, if not the entire history of America. It's bad news. It's bad news. So it's to put the pressure on, basically at this point, it's mostly Democrats who I I posit are holding out for some kind of a deal that they're going to get something for their re-election campaign, something for their home district. The only people that I, I can't believe that anybody's undecided at this point. Can you? Well, you know, it's, um, it is mostly Democrats. And sadly, and I mean this truly sadly, the Democrats that are lining up behind the head of their party are doing so for political reasons, not American reasons. And what I mean by that is, When you break down the deal, Ethan, as you obviously have, this so compromises America's defense capability for possibly generations and the safety of Americans around the world and the safety of Americans um, and their allies around the world that anybody who logically looked at it in that viewpoint would say, oh, my God, this this is a surrender to world terrorism. And yet, ironically... Almost all the Democrats in the House and the Senate are lined up behind the president. So our intention is to call their attention to the fact, before it's too late and they voted, that this is the worst possible thing they could do for America's security. It's as if it's as if something has been designed to destroy America. But how do you respond to people that say, look, uh, Iran's not going to do anything. This, this deal really limits their ability Um, you know, how do you respond to that? If we break it down into its components, Ethan, there's not one part of this deal that is anything like the talking points that are in the media. In other words, if you go back in time uh, a few months when President Obama was in the Rose Garden and he was describing the deal that was going to be announced uh, and signed shortly, Almost every single component of those talking points that were going to be in the deal that he was advertising as a breakthrough in world peace, none of those things came to pass. 
And in reality, the deal as it stands on paper is a complete capitulation to the worst terroristic regime since Nazi Germany in the 30s. Only the difference is Hitler didn't have nuclear weapons, although he was working on them, and he didn't have intercontinental delivery systems to send nuclear weapons around the world, although he was working on them by the end of the war. That's the huge difference. Iran has those weapons delivery systems and is working very aggressively to, to de develop nuclear weapons. So it's a bigger deal than what happened in Munich in 1938 between Prime Minister Chamberlain of, uh, of Great Britain and the Chancellor of Germany, Adolf Hitler. It's that bad for the United States. How do you respond to people like the president who says, look, if you're against this deal, you're for war? Well, first of all, that's, that's ludicrous. The alternative to this deal is quite simply put, a better deal. What brought Iran to the table was crippling international financial sanctions on the banking system that constricted transfers of funds to and from Iran and trade to and from Iran. That's what brought them to the table. Their economy is in borderline collapse and their ability to stay in power, they being the theocracy that is a vicious dictatorship that uh, is run according to uh, um, basically a 7th, 8th century radical Islam, uh, is on the border of losing control. And so they came to the negotiating table because of those sanctions. The alternative to this deal, which is complete capitulation to everything they want, is to keep the sanctions in place, if not ratchet them up, until what Obama promised in the Rose Garden is part of the deal. And I can go through those points with you one by one. None of the things he promised, which are in the talking points that various supporters of the deal, most prominently the Democratic side of the Congress, is, is putting in the press every day. If those things really happened, I'd be in support of it. But, but none of those things happened, and none of those things are included in the final uh, document that's been circulated. Barry Nussbaum is joining me, foreign policy expert, publisher of the Barry Nussbaum Report. Uh, Barry, this is an important question. It's not just nuclear weapons in terms of, you think of Hiroshima or Nagasaki, for example. There are other uses for nuclear weapons and other ways of delivering them than just trying to blow up a city. Yeah, that's 100% correct. In fact, there's something even scarier than that that Iran could be capable of in the very near future. And, and that's a, um, an attack that most people have never even heard of, which is um, a delivery of a nuclear weapon not to America, but over America. And should that happen... Um, the damage to America, according to the studies, um, would be far in excess of what anyone could even imagine long-term and affect the survival of several hundred million Americans. 
So wait, uh, so uh, you're talking about the EMP where you uh, the, there was a TV show called Jericho from 2006 where that was exactly the terrorists set off some nuclear weapons, but what really wiped out the United States was a high altitude EMP attack, and that's what you're describing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, an electromagnetic pulse is a byproduct of uh, nuclear reaction. Um, the gamma rays that are created by the sun's radiation, for example, when it hits the earth in uh, a burst, sometimes there's sunspot activity and so on, it disrupts worldwide communication, sometimes for several days. The amount of gamma rays that are released from a very small, very um, historically primitive nuclear device like Hiroshima, if a, a device of that size and that megatonnage was released over America at the proper altitude. Now, keep in mind, that's technology from 1945. If a bomb of that size was released, which is something of the magnitude of several thousand percent smaller than what we have today, a very, very, very primitive weapon was delivered by a satellite, for example. According to the briefing that I've heard from former CIA director, um, James Woolsey yesterday, uh, as many as several hundred million Americans' lives could be threatened, and tens of millions, if not several hundred million Americans would die. And here's why. Because we are such an advanced society where the most critical infrastructure um, networks within the United States, and he went through those 19 critical ones, um, power grid, water, salad, uh, water purification, sewage disposal, food refrigeration, cell phone communications, uh, trucking, all electronics and cars, and so on. If all of those systems fried, the lives of everybody in the continental United States would be in jeopardy because within several days there would be no food there would be no water, there would be no communication, and there would be no transportation. We are not self-reliant, we are completely inter-reliant. And the, the science that has been published on this, and there's a vast amount of science, and it's not just a television show like Jericho, that what happens is the pulse would hit the grid and would be transferred throughout the grid, frying transformers and relay systems throughout the United States. And the, nobody knows how great the damage could be because there's only been one EMP in history um, at a high enough altitude, which took place in Kazakhstan some years ago when Russia detonated an atmospheric uh, bomb to test the bomb. And a byproduct was it fried the electrical system of Kazakhstan and literally knocked the grid down. And that was a fairly primitive society, and this was some years ago, so the damage wasn't as great as it would be in a modern society like America. Wow, that is that is particularly concerning and scary because, yes, I do, I've even talked about Boeing's weaponized CHAMP system, which is a, on a missile, an EMP, to take out an enemy data center, for example, or a military base. But it's important, September 9th, 2015 is coming up very quickly that is the date 
of Stop the Iran Nuclear Deal, the March to Save America in Washington, D.C. Barry Nussbaum, founder. You can find that, at, by the way, at March to Save America, but you can find Barry.com. Barry Nussbaum, I want to thank you for joining me on the show today. Happy to be with you, Ethan. I hope people go to the web. If they want to have any of this information, findberry.com will take you to all this. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.